Welcome back to the Lock On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Lock On Podcast Network. That's some new music right there we got for you guys. Our new intro music. I'm loving it, vibing with the music. Check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can check out all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Got a packed show for you. Uh, got a packed show for you guys today. For segment number one today, we're going to talk about Starling Marte. He's going to be our spotlight player as we continue to review a player every day till opening day. And you know, we'll just break them down pretty much uh, how their 2019 season was and what to expect ahead in their 2020 MLB season. And then for segment number two today, it's Muted Monday, so we're going to be taking a look at some headlines from this past week. Basically, we're going to decide whether we want to mute that headline or if we want to turn it up. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, for segment number one today, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about Starling Marte and look back at his 2019 season for the Pittsburgh Pirates and what he can do for the Arizona Dimebacks in the 2020 MLB season. So, as we all know, Starling Marte was recently acquired from the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was acquired for two teen prospects, and I use the word teens because they are teenagers. Both are under 20 years old, so they are pretty uh, raw, and that is Lee Oliver Piguero and Brennan Malone. Now, the nice thing is neither one of them was ranked as a top 30 prospect by MLB.com in terms of uh, their franchise, so neither one was a top 30 prospect in the Diamondbacks system which is pretty nice if you could avoid giving up a top 30 guy in your system for a potential all-star like starling Marte, you gotta pull that uh you gotta do that deal because starling Marte, uh starling Marte was an all-star in 2016 he's a two-time gold glove winner so he can do a lot for you on the field with his bat and his glove uh coming off of last season though he had a down year in terms of defensive metrics in terms of defensive runs saved DSR, he was ranked dead last among center fielders with negative 11. So according to the metrics, he was giving up a lot of runs last year. So a lot of people think he only won those two gloves because he was playing next to another gold glove candidate in Andrew McCutcheon over those few seasons. But I do think Starling Marte is that kind of guy that could go out there. I think he is rangy. You can see by uh, his 20-plus deals every season that he's got the wheels. He can move out there. So he can definitely track down some long fly balls. I think just the greatest thing that he can do by playing outfield is not having Ketel Marte out there in center field. It's better that Ketel Marte goes back to his natural position at second base. Then you put the other half of the Marte Parte in center field. And then that's your uh, up the middle uh, defensive positioning. Ketel Marte at second base and Starling Marte in center field. Now, uh, after last season, Ketel, uh, not Ketel Marte, Starling Marte, uh, he had a pretty good year in 2019. He batted over 290 with 23 bombs, over 80 RBIs, over 95 runs scored, and 25 stolen bases. So he can do a little bit of everything for you in every category. He can hit for average. 
hit home runs, steal, drive home runners, and score himself, which is really what you want from a guy like Starling Marte. And the nicest thing about him that he's only making about $12 million over the next two years annually. That actually makes him the highest paid position player on the Dimebacks roster, if you can believe that. Just $4.3 million more than Eduardo Escobar. So there is a little bit of pressure on Starling Marte's shoulders. Uh, when you when you garner the highest contract on the team, you got to produce like it. But throughout his career, he's been pretty consistent. He usually hits for average home runs and steals. Uh, in seven of the last, in seven straight seasons, actually, he's stolen at least 20 bases uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And that's pretty rare if he did that for the Dimebacks. I actually have a little stat here. Only four times in the last eight seasons has an Arizona Dimeback had a player steal more than 20 bases with an OPS above 750. Eugene Segur in 2016, Goldschmidt in 2015 and 2016, and A.J. Pollock in 2016. So in the last eight seasons, uh, Starling Marte himself has had at least 20 stolen bases and a 750 OPS in uh, six of the last seven seasons. So right then and there, he would be pretty rare breed in the Diamondbacks franchise for what you can do on the bases and that is just so critical to a team when you got a guy who can wreak havoc, wreak havoc on the bases like Starling Marte it creates so many easier easier run scoring opportunities for you you're able to have players uh, steal, uh, go from first to second, steal that bag for you. Now, next time you're you have a hitter up in the lineup, now he has a man in scoring position versus uh, just having guy on first. Now you can set up a bunt, a squeeze play, hit and run. There's more options you can do as a hitter and as a team from a strategy standpoint when you have those runners in scoring position. And plus, when you do have runners in scoring position, you're more likely to put more points on the board now the greatest downfall of Starling Marte's career is that 27 is that 2017 season when he was suspended 80 games for PED use and in today's MLB we've had a lot of controversy this offseason with cheating and scandals but Starling Marte was able to bounce back from that PED suspension season to the tune of those numbers I just told you 295 23 homers home runs, etc., etc. So obviously he showed he's more than just a PED user. And I think the craziest thing about Starling Marte or just the greatest story that there is about him is what he did in his first major league game. If you guys don't know the story about Starling Marte, he debuted in 2012 and the very first pitch he saw, he took it for a ride and hit it out the park. He's one of the only few players in MLB history to do that. Uh, the only other time I can remember my lifetime seeing it, I know other players have done it, but I remember Daniel Nava when he did it. I think it was a grand slam on his first pitch he did that so the fact that Starling Marte did that is is always an impressive way to start your MLB career and overall just for a 2020 MLB season I think Starling Marte is going to be a huge contributor obviously I think he should probably bat second or actually I think he should bat third in the lineup I think Ketel Marte should bat second I think David Peralta should lead off for the Dimebacks I think Peralta is your most steady hitter than Ketel Marte can hit for average and he has more pop than Starling Marte and Starling Marte was actually a beast uh, batting third last season he batted 320 when batting third with 18 homers and 67 RBIs which was the best in any spot of the lineup for Starling Marte 
I mentioned before how well Ketel Marte is as your number two hitter in your lineup. So I think if you go the Marte Parte back to back, second and third, I think that sets up well for the rest of your lineup for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the 2020 MLB season. Now you're going to want to stay tuned for segment number two today because it is Muted Monday. So we're going to be bringing you headlines from the past week. We're going to decide whether to turn those headlines down or whether we want to turn those headlines up. Mute it or turn it up, baby. It's Muted Mondays. Woo! If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Dimebacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Dimeback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33 777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to we'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. And we're back for segment number two today. It is Muted Monday, so we'll take a look at headlines from the past week, and we're going to decide whether to mute that headline or whether we should turn it up. So the first headline I got for you guys today was by Bleacher Report writer Jacob Schaefer. He did over-under wins for every MLB team in the 2020 MLB season. For the Arizona Dimebacks, he has them projected at 84 and a half wins. And for Jacob, I'm going to have to mute it on this muted Monday. We're going to have to mute that headline just because 84 and a half wins. I get where he's coming from. That's a pretty nice projection for the Arizona Dimebacks considering they're right around there every season, but that's why I want to mute it. You're not really going out on a limb there. That's a pretty conservative pick considering they're always around 85 wins every season. So that's probably what a Vegas odd maker would give you. But I'm putting the over under at 87 and a half wins because I think they're going to be right around that 90 win mark this season. I think they're going to have a back a bounce back campaign. I think they're going to be vying for that wild card spot and not the second one. I think they're going to be vying for the first wild card spot because I do think they're going to win between 90 and 92 games. But if I had to put money on an over under, I'd make it 87 and a half if I was a odds maker myself. And that's where I would have their over under on wins. Now, next headline was by Joel Reuter, Bleach Report. He said he did the biggest regret every team had in the MLB offseason, and I actually addressed this on the Theme Thursday podcast, if you guys have listened to it, so I'm going to bring it up again. We're going to mute this headline because I don't think trading Robbie Ray or, or not trading him is a regret for the Arizona Dimebacks because I think it could set up well for them in the 2020 season. You got a guy who still has the potential to be a number two starter for your team. He's still young, only uh, still only 28 years old. Obviously, he's been regressing the last couple of years, but I think if he has a bounce back campaign this year, he's going to be looking as a prime candidate to trade at the deadline just because uh, the Dimebacks have so many young guys that they can use. They have so many guys 
that are young, that are ready for a breakout season. And if any of them do have a breakout season, I think Robbie Ray could be a nice uh, trade candidate for maybe a reliever or another position player if anyone gets hurt. So right now, I'm going to have to say mute that uh, headline because I think Robbie Ray should be on the team until at least the deadline in the 2020 MLB season. Now, next headline is by Rod Goldberg of Bleacher Report. He did uh, World Series odds for every MLB team, and for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he has them at thirty to one odds. That's tied for this. That's tied for the seventeenth best odds with the Tampa Bay Rays, and they they actually have the Diamondbacks behind teams like the Padres, Angels, and A's. So just for that right there, I'm gonna have to mute that headline as well. When you tell me the Diamondbacks have worse World Series odds than the Padres, Angels, and A's, that's all I need to hear. The Padres have been irrelevant for years now. They're probably the, uh, I would probably have them as the fourth best team in their division behind the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Dodgers, of course. Uh, the Angels, I mean, they have arguably the best player in the last 20 years, arguably the best player of all time. They can never seem to put the right pieces around him and, and make a true title contender. So I'm going to have to have the Angels out. And then the A's, they always have playoff contenders. They always build a team great for the playoffs, but they never build a team to get over the hump and win the World Series. That's because when you do that money ball lineup, you can win games, but you're not going to win enough to win the World Series. So when you have the Padres, Angels, and A's ahead of a team like the Arizona Dimebacks who got a pretty potent lineup, they have masters all over the starting lineup. You got a great rotation with great depth pieces. I would say their only weakness is probably their bullpen, but they play great defense over the field to make up for it. So when you have, so basically bottom line is whenever you have the Padres, Angels, and A's ahead of any team for World Series odds, especially a team like the Diamondbacks who've been on the cusp of making the playoffs or in the playoffs every season under Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello. I'm just going to have to mute that headline because I don't want to hear it. Those teams are not better than the Arizona Dimebacks are right now. Now the next headline, thankfully, is not by Bleacher Report. It's actually by an athletic article by Eno Saris. He ranked every starting pitcher in the league, and he had Zach Gallen as the highest-ranked pitcher on the Dimebacks. He had him 33rd overall, right behind Trevor Bauer, and actually had him ahead of Dodgers pitcher Hijin Ryu, who finished second in <laughs> NL Cy Young voting. So obviously, this guy is very hung on, very high on Zach Allen, and for that. You guys already know how I feel about Zach Gallen. I've been raving about him on this podcast, so I'm going to have to go ahead and turn up that headline because I think Zach Gallen, as I've said numerous times on this podcast, is going to be the breakout star of the Arizona Dimebacks. I love this guy's makeup. He has great stuff. He has a variety of pitches, and if you look at his numbers from last year, yeah, he only started 15 games, but he had a sub-2-8 ERA. He was a beast last year getting guys out, had a strikeout per nine higher than nine, actually. So he got more than nine batters out per strikeout per nine. Nine innings, that is. And I just love the way Zach Allen pitches and just the way he fits in this Dimeback rotation. I think he has a chance to be that number two starter in the Dimebacks rotation. And like, um, what's his name? Eno Saris said, 
I think he does have potential to be the best rotation guy we have, the best pitcher we have in the rotation. I think he can fight Madison Bumgarner for the ace of the rotation by the end of the year. We could see a passing of the guard, the passing of the torch like we see with the Dodgers between Walker Buehler and Clayton Kershaw. I think we could have that right here in Arizona between Zach Allen and Madison Bumgarner. It just depends, of course, how Zach Allen pitches, but I think he's primed for a breakout this season. And the last headline I have today is by Tori Lovello, Dimeback Skipper. He went on Arizona Sports today and was talking about Jake Lamb. And he basically said if he's back to that form he had in 2016 and 2017, it can be a total game changer for Dimebacks and change the way the team is played and how their success is for the 2020 MLB season. And sorry, Tori Lovello, I'm going to have to mute that headline just because I don't know where Jake Lamb fits right now. Right now, they're going to be using him as a platoon player. I just don't know where he fits in this lineup and batting order right now. Of course, if Eduardo Escobar or Christian Walker gets hurt or regresses, then that opening, that opens up a spot for Jake Lamb. But other than that, seeing more as a utility player right now, maybe playing about half the games that he can coming in. Uh, depending on the pitcher who's pitching or just a situation used as a pitch pitch hitter off the bench. But I don't see a big role for Jake Lamb this year. He's a previous 30 home run guy. He's had two previous season with 30 home runs each, and that was back in 2016 and 2017. But those days might be behind him. I don't know if he can get back to that form. I just don't see enough playing time for Jake Lamb to really make an impact on this team. I think if he was to make an impact, it would just be a, be as that utility player I keep talking about. I think, of course, if someone goes down or aggresses, then he'll have a bigger opportunity to prove himself in this season because he will be entering free agency after this year. But as of right now, I don't know where that impact comes from outside of that utility player. So I'm going to have to mute that headline by Tori Lovello. Sorry. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. So email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. You guys are going to want to tune back in tomorrow because we're going to continue our Spotlight Player Series with Nick Ahmed, break down his 2019 season, look ahead to the 2020 MLB season. And then tomorrow's Talk To Me Tuesdays. So we're going to have our first guest ever on the podcast. We're going to have Arizona Dimebacks intern Austin Gradon. He's a sports journalist here at ASU, covers the team. So we'll have him on the podcast, and he'll bring us some juicy insights about the Arizona Dimebacks from what he can see from inside the organization and what he hears. Thank you guys for listening, and tune back in tomorrow. Peace.